Hello and welcome to episode 103 of The Brand Lounge, the place for unfiltered conversations on big topics for small businesses. I'm Tammy Heels, founder of Shadowcat Creative, where I'm a personal brand and marketing consultant, and I show service-based businesses how to define and grow their business through their brand. And today I am joined by Ella Orr, social media marketer at her business, Much More Social. Thank you so much for joining me today, Ella. Oh, thank you, Tammy. It's lovely to be here on the first the first of a new month and the sun is shining. It's beautiful. Autumn is here. Yes, it is. We're recording on the 1st of October, listeners. So it is very much feeling quite autumnal at the moment. I've got my electric blanket on. I've got a cup of tea in hand. We are good to go. So yes, today, listeners, Ella and I are talking about social media and more specifically about social media campaigns. Now, over half the world are now on social media of some form, and I would say the majority of business owners either use it in their marketing or in their networking. So that doesn't always mean that we're using it as effectively as we would like. So today, we're just going to dig into that a little bit, see what insights and tips that we can find. And Ella, I really like to start these episodes by taking everything back to basics so everyone's on the same page. So could you talk a little bit around what we mean when we say social media campaign? Yes. Um, when we talk about a campaign, it's it's something that's that's more sort of targeted, um, something that's objective driven. So often for uh, a business, they'll run a social media campaign because they've got a particular offer um, in mind. Um, there's something that they want to pr- promote specifically. And so there will be a kind of more of a structured approach to the way that the social media posts go out, um, the way that they are promoted, maybe through advertising and so forth, um, in order for that campaign to to really um, hit the most most loyal followers of the the social media account, because people will hopefully know who their target audience is, who their ideal client is. We keep going back to these things in marketing, don't we? <laughs> and, uh, and 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 they will know that if if their campaign is really focused, is really tight, is targeted, then hopefully it will have the desired outcome of hopefully buying people buying from from them. Yeah, absolutely. And I think like from my days in corporate, working in a marketing department in corporate, I had quite a good understanding of what a campaign was in comparison to what we used to refer to as BAU, which was business as usual. So. It's the difference between having kind of the social media things that you're doing repeatedly. So you may have like a pattern that you use for your social media posts where you're like, okay, I'm going to promo my one-to-one service this week. I'm going to promo my one-to-many service this week, my passive income the week after. And then in between, you kind of have value-driven entertainment posts, all the rest of it, if that's the way that you structure it. Whereas a campaign is like, I want to, I guess it's kind of along with launching, isn't it? It's like, I want to focus on or I want to launch this particular offering. And it's about constructing a period of time where everything is focused towards that in one way or another, isn't it? Yeah, definitely, definitely. And and, and it's that building up of anticipation that social media, you can do so well. I mean, we all know about FOMO, fear of missing out. And, you know, social media, and campaigns are, are are built around that. You know, the idea is is that you know you don't want to miss out on this offer, and prices will go up, or it will be unavailable, or the doors won't be open again till or whenever. So um, yeah, it's it's that kind of 
because of the sort of immediacy of social media in terms of the fact it's it's right there in, in people's faces mm-hmm. however often they go on their social media which you know for most people is every day in some kind of way um there is that possibility of being able to um being able to really sort of concentrate the mind during that during that social media campaign and really you know it, it is i mean social media is about filling people filtering stuff into people's brains <laughs> so that's what i think the campaign will you know the real sort of like a really good campaign will just always be lurking there in someone's mind and they'll be thinking oh yeah yeah i must i must sign up for that before the end of yeah. Yeah, I think that all of those things, I mean, FOMO marketing is a whole other conversation. So we're just going to kind of skim past that a little bit for now. And we'll we'll dig into that one another day. But campaigns generally do rely on those tactics, particularly if it's something that is launching, then generally you will find that there are more of these, you know, there's the build up of something's coming, then there's like this is what it is and then it's kind of here's what you need to do and by when and and that side of things. I think the other parts of social media campaigns is you can get awareness campaigns as well, particularly in things where we see like mental health awareness month is one that springs to mind for me and there's a lot of this awareness stuff where we're driving up to either a big societal change or need for drawing awareness to something or the awareness days that are kind of happening annually. Generally, you'll see campaigns. Macmillan do campaigns. A lot of big charities do a lot of the campaigns. And you'll start noticing the trends and the patterns through their social media. So that's another option as well that you could use, even as a small business owner, is awareness days. And I think from my background in design, campaigns often have their own look and feel as well as an extension of the brand it's almost like a sub-brand would you say that that was fair yeah definitely definitely I mean um you know I mean it's got the sort of like a campaign will have the hallmarks obviously of the brand overall the business overall but um I mean as you mentioned there about awareness days you mean on on a campaign there'll always there's usually like a specific hashtag which which is used so you know that that will make the campaign stand alone in a way from the brand and people will be following that hashtag and maybe thinking oh what's this all about and then it drives it it drives that that hashtag drives people back to the main brand um so yeah i mean obviously um you know there's 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 different ways in which you can make your campaign really be able to stand alone i think from from your brand but obviously you do want the two to be sort of like very much married up yeah absolutely it's more of a extension of your brand rather than a separation to it yeah absolutely and that's a brilliant tip actually about following hashtags so I follow a lot of hashtags because it introduces me to a lot of accounts it helps me see what my audience is seeing when they follow those kind of the other accounts that maybe are in the same or similar sectors as me and following hashtags for awareness days if you're at a complete loss of what a campaign for an awareness day would look like, that's a brilliant place to start. You can go and have a little look on somewhere like Instagram, search for a hashtag of a relevant awareness day for yourself and your business, dear listener. And you can see the kind of buildup that you have from other companies and what they're doing. And I know that big companies tend to use their own unique hashtags as well that isn't just their business name. So I'm trying to think of any now that I've said that and I can't. <laughs> It's always the way, isn't it? <laughs> always the way. If I find some, I'll put them in the show notes. Yeah. So yeah, that's a brilliant way of looking at it. So let's talk a little bit about the 
benefits of social media for business, both daily and for specific campaigns. So as a business owner, what is the benefit of having both daily social media and having campaigns that we run within our business as small businesses? Well, I mean, first and foremost, to me, social media is very much about building your community. Um, And this has really become the the main focus. I mean, especially I've noticed, obviously, during the time of the pandemic, um, it's become a real focus. But I mean, I was very much aware of this before, um, you know, sort of um, 2020, you know, in 2019 and before then. But, you know, you really, you really can build your community or, I mean, we like to call them tribes in social media as well, you know, build your tribe. Because, I mean, a lot of people sort of, you know, wonder, well, you know, for a lot of small business owners, and I understand why they why they they think it works like this because if they're so busy, they just think right. I've got to go out and get followers. You know, I've got to I've got to get as many people. It's all about the numbers and everything else. And I mean, yes, we are we are driven by numbers in our in our lives in our world. With the bigger the bigger the number, the better we think it is, don't we? Apart from when it comes to your age, of course. Um, <laughs> But, you know, it's it's but it definitely isn't about, uh, you know, having um, that that rush to get as many followers. It's about building an engaged network, an engaged audience, an engaged community who not only interact with the brand, who not only interact with your business, but because you've got shared interests, shared values, shared whatever's on on an emotional level, your you build your community around that. And I mean I that's that's why that's why one of the reasons why I love social media because I mean for example I have been in um you know in a in a social media marketer social media managers community for the last two or three years and we are really good friends. We really support each other and um, you know we and we, we don't see each other as being in competition with each other. It's very much about, you know, I mean, yesterday I did a post on on, on a story on, on Instagram um, and it was about um, somebody, another social media marketer from over the pond over in the States that said about longer captions on um, Instagram and whether or not, I mean, this is another debate, you know, a, a tangent I'm going off on here. But but I, I said, oh, you know, social media, Instagram expert friends, what do you think? And a few of them sort of chipped in and and you see, and the thing is, because they're part of my community, they added to my content, I've reshared their replies and things like that. And that's where to me, your daily social media should be very much about building your community, building people who are going to become your customers and clients and who are going to buy from you, um, but also building um, relationships with other other businesses that are going to enhance yours. That to me is what the daily the daily social media should be about. And it's and it is it doesn't necessarily need to be about the fact that you're on it daily and you're posting daily. And I think that's another definitely one of those myths I want to bust on this podcast. You don't need to be posting every day, you know, which I'm sure is music to your ears, Tammy. Yeah, well, I don't post every day. <laughs> I saw a brilliant post from Nisha Woolery, Nisha Woolery recently, and she said consistent is not the same as constant. And I loved that. 
because approaching your social media and bringing the right energy and the right levels that you want to engage at consistently, whether that's three times a week, twice a week, whatever. And keep in mind, this is only one platform. You could show up once a week across multiple platforms and that builds. And showing up consistently, no matter how frequently that is, is better than showing up constantly because you're going to get burnt out. They're going to get burnt out. I can't remember who I saw it yesterday on one of the social media posts I was on social media a lot yesterday was the 30th of September which was national podcast day so I was on there a lot international podcast day so I was on social a lot yesterday but I saw someone saying if you're feeling burnt out by social media your audience probably are as well so it's about finding the pace that works for both you and your audience and also remember that posting isn't just posting isn't the only way that you can contribute to your social media every day exactly like you were saying there it's that engagement it's those relationships you could spend an hour having conversations in your private messages no one outside of your dms would see that but you're still building and cultivating that sense of community and that's what's going to move people along that bias journey exactly what you were saying exactly so when it comes to campaigns how would you say that those feel different to that kind of daily engagement and posting well i think they do need to be more concentrated and targeted and that is the thing is that you know if you know you're going to do a campaign you've got a particular product that you um, want to promote an offer you want to promote then you've got to sort of really, you know, throw yourself into it for that, however long that offer is going to run for or, you know, however long however long you want to be uh, concentrating on that. For. I mean, obviously, you know, we're, we're, we're coming into the biggest retail season. <laughs> we're surprised that Christmas happens every year and starts in October. Well, it starts in September now, I think. I know, I just said the C word, Tammy. <laughs> It's fine. It's one of my favorite times of year. So I never shy away from it. I'm the kind of person who starts doing my Christmas shopping like straight after Christmas if I can. I just feel like it's better planning. <laughs> so so this is where you so this is where as you say you've got you've got to plan. Just like we plan for Christmas. You'll be planning for your campaign. Um and say for however long it runs for. And that is where you will really have the sort of all hands on deck. You will be using every aspect of your marketing, not just social media, you know, because everything has to tie together. So you need to make sure that obviously, you know, whatever is appearing on your website, if you want people to hit that button to go to your website, because that's where the offer is, you've got to make sure that your website is, (laughs) you know, looking good, for example. That's really interesting, actually, because one of the things that I try and teach with my clients is that it's not about taking your marketing channels in isolation. It's about how they all work together. So measuring the numbers that you're having on your social media following is pointless if you're not following the numbers of what they do afterwards. If you're directing them to your email list, how many email conversions are you getting? If you're directing them to your website, what do those analytics like? It works as kind of like an ecosystem in its own right and I think that we're very good at seeing that for campaigns and we're planning that for campaigns going right well I'm going to talk about it here 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 and here so for example if you're running a masterclass Mm. and you're like right I'm going to talk about it on Instagram I'm going to talk about it on stories I'm going to talk about it at networking I'm going to put it on my website I'm going to direct them here it'll be in my email with campaigns We're very good as business owners of going, how does this all link together? This is everything I'm going to be talking about 
talking about but our day-to-day social media we're just like so Instagram's over there and Clubhouse is over there and Pinterest is on its own until I remember that I have to do that but when we have a campaign we pull everything together it's really interesting yeah it is interesting but then you know Tam we can't be on full campaign mode 365 no it's exhausting but then that would say to me that you're using too many social media channels yeah. <laughs> using even too many marketing channels let's face it you know um but yeah so so as you say i think sort of sometimes we get the, we get the distribution wrong don't we in terms of we focus so hard on the campaign and then it's almost like we're kind of completely exhausted so we sort of take two months off from social media we don't bother to check out our website analytics or what <laughs> True. So that beautifully leads us on to how to run effective campaigns then, because I feel like something that we've both alluded to there is it's the planning, the campaign, and then the aftermath. You need to plan for all of it. So how would you kind of, do you have any key tips or anything that you you would put forward on running or any key steps that you would use on running a social media campaign? Well, you know, as you say, everything is about about planning, Tammy. And, um, you know, I'm an ex-teacher, so... (laughs) I, I am a big fan of the plan, but you know, make sure that your plan is. I, I know, and I know. I listened to a, a previous podcast with one of your guests, whose name I've forgotten now. Sorry, but I know she talked about the smart targets, and um, it was when she was talking about marketing, having a marketing strategy, and your marketing plan within that, and so forth. I think it was Caitlin. I think it was Caitlin when we were talking about um, marketing plans in general, like big marketing plans. Fantastic! I thought that episode. I'll give a quick plug to that episode, but it really, you know, if you listen to that episode and then you listen to this one, um, it is where it, it is where you know if you if you when you're when you're planning for your um, your campaign that you have got those sort of specific objectives. You know, you know, you know you, obviously, you know what you what it is that you are offering. You know exactly who it's for and what pain points it's going to solve or what the transformation is going to be. And you have pretty much as well, hopefully identified from your database, (laughs) you know, who it is who is going to really be interested in that particular offer. So you're making sure that, you know, they are, you know, they are the, the the people that you're that you're really going through. They're your hot leads. You 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 know, you've got your planning around that. You know how many um, in terms of social media, you know how many what days posts are going to go out, um, what the the content is is going to be of those posts, but also what type of posts are they going to be? Are they going to be video? Are they going to be stories? Are they what are you going to do? I mean, one of the best ways to promote an offer is to go live. But then, you know, if you are not somebody who's very comfortable about doing video, then you you really do well I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do do podcasts, do podcasts. I was going to say, you know, you've got to, you've got to kind of, kind of go out there and be, people have got to be aware of who you are. Um, so you can have an offer, but if your offer just, if, if you're, uh, and, and you can have a campaign around that offer, but if, if people don't actually know the business behind the offer in a way, and that's why getting yourself in front of other people's audiences and so forth um, can be really helpful, as you say, that, um, as we said, doing lives, doing podcasts and so forth. But the main thing is, is that plan out your um, your campaign, know what hashtags that you're going to use, 
Um, really promote those hashtags. Be aware of which which platforms that you're going to be um, you're using. Uh, and 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 we know. I know we've talked about the fact about not spreading yourself too thinly across every platform. It would be better to to, to definitely target your audience on the platforms that they hang out on, because we know that's one of the fundamentals of um, effective social media marketing. Don't go and spread yourself too thinly and be everywhere. So be aware of who your ideal clients are, who it is that you're targeting, where they're hanging out, when are they going to be on social media? What kind of content do they respond to? Ask, ask for questions, get them involved in conversations, ask them to share, um, you know, share posts, encourage them to share posts, encouraging them to use the hashtag. All of these things need to go into your campaign so that everybody, and that's what I say about throwing the kitchen sink at it in a way, everybody is involved, is involved in it for that short period of time, you know, and I, I can't give you numbers in terms of, I don't like to give numbers too much in terms of saying how long your campaign should run for, but obviously the longer a campaign runs, the more people are going to start to lose interest in it. So I would be, I would be think very carefully about how you go, how long you're going to run your campaign for, how many weeks for or whatever, but don't make it so short that people don't have time to get into it. Because obviously, you know, you will have people who only go on social media, say once a week or twice a week, and they may well miss it, especially with all the traffic that's on, on social. But does that give some ideas about um, ways in which to plan a campaign, Tammy? Yeah, I absolutely love that. So effectively, I'm just going to try and summarise. So if I miss anything, please do jump in. But it's a combination of looking at the posts that you're going to be putting out there. So the content, you're also looking at the content in relation to what your audience already respond to in your daily social media. So that's where your daily social media kind of feeds into how you campaign. But then more importantly, it's about opportunities for engagement both for you and for your audience so it's opportunities for them to engage with interactive content so questions and answers asking them to share getting their opinion their views everything like that but then also your opportunity to engage as a business owner with reaching out to people directly going hey this might answer your question you've asked me about this in the past this might be a good solution for you So it's a combination of the content and the engagement and having variety. And like you said, getting in front of people, having that that connection where it's you as the business owner talking directly to them, particularly if you're the one that's going to be working with them. Yes, indeed. They kind of need to know that you're a good fit. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. There's no point if you're a service based uh, business, putting your 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 offers out there, you know, your packages out there, but not actually going on social on social media and talking about them yourself. <laughs> and I know how scary it can be. Like the first time I ever went live, I think I've told this story on the podcast before. The first time I ever went live on a social media channel, two of my friends were literally driving from Farnham to here. So it's about a 35, 40 minute drive. And they're like, if you don't go live by the time we get there, we'll go live with you in the room. And I was just like, oh, my goodness, I'm going to have to do this before they get here because the only thing that I could think that was worse than going live on my own was going live with someone else watching me. And I did it and I felt that massive rush of adrenaline afterwards, like when you're on a roller coaster (laughs) and the excitement and everything. And then after that, 
I still had a certain level of fear each time that I did it or discomfort but now it feels much more like you know what it's just a conversation with people if it's terrible I'll delete it that's fine but generally speaking it's not and we're always so self-critical so if you're sat there going I don't want to go live because of x y or z then maybe start by recording your content and if you're like I don't think I can go live every day batch record like set a day record for that whole day pick the day when you're feeling pretty pretty nifty feeling good do your hair do your makeup eat your favorite foods go for a walk whatever it is that makes you feel super good in yourself and just record a whole bunch of content get changed in between yes so you've got a different top on (laughs) but batch record because then you're effectively managing your time for your social media campaign sharing the information that you need to but you're doing it in a way that's going to support your emotional state I guess exactly exactly and this is the whole thing about social media this is why people get so animated about it or or cross about it or excited about it or whatever because it, it is such an emotional response on social media and you know our, our response to it is emotional but being on it is <laughs> actually putting ourselves on it is is emotional and you say you have to be in, in the right place Tammy and that's why sometimes and then this is when I when I say like people feeling the pressure of oh I've got to post every day or oh I've forgotten to put a post on and often sadly you can see when that post has been rushed or the person wasn't in the right place. So just leave it. Don't do it. It doesn't matter. If you've got a loyal following and, and they really know you, then they're not going to worry. They're not going to bother. The, the, the chances are what they will do is send you a direct, direct message and say, are you all right? And that's lovely, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that it's really, particularly at the moment, I've had a few conversations this week in various places where it's come up that people are feeling burnt out by social media. So it really, you really do need to make sure that when you are posting, you're doing it from a space of, I'm doing this because this is helping my business, it's helping me and it feels like something that I want to do. Or have a plan in place so that you can share consistently, as in, like energy and content even when you're not feeling tippy top because again it's all about that consistency not that not that continuous noise yeah and and on that point as well Tammy I wanted to say that um this is where (laughs) quick plug for social media managers here but you know you don't have to work with a social media manager all the time but you could just up recruit them just to come and help you with a campaign because you may feel a bit feel a bit overwhelmed by that intensity whilst you're trying to get your promotion out there. So just hire them for that for that period of time. And and honestly, because they're doing it every day um, and they know the tips, the tricks, the shortcuts, the hacks and everything for, for that money that you invest in hiring them, it will be it will be well worth it. And, and I can tell you there are some top notch social media managers out there Um, and I'm happy to say a lot of them are my friends (laughs) (laughs) and that's a really wonderful point as well is that we're talking about social media and campaigns like you're solely responsible for it but like any other aspect of business if you need additional support or even if you just want additional support whether that's exactly like you said in the form of social media managers whether you want to write all of your content but outsource the graphic creation to a designer you could do that if you want to 
have a VA who schedules and keeps a track on what's going on day to day so that you're not constantly having to check your phone for are there comments that need to be responded to? You could have a VA that can let you know when there's something relevant rather than you being attached to your phone or a coach. If you needed some form of accountability or some of that emotional support, maybe some form of coach, if that's relevant or mentor someone like that to help you along. There are so many different options out there that can support you with so many different aspects of it. Even if you only choose one, it can help. Yeah. And I think that's what the beauty of, you know, you talking about these things on this podcast is, you know, through all your series is that hopefully your listeners will. And I'm sure they're I'm sure they're very attuned. They're very loyal. They're very aware of what you talk about. You know, the fact that there is, you know, we are all here supporting each other. And that's why I mean, those of us that enjoy online marketing or the sort of more techie side of technical side of marketing, um, we we will know people, we will support each other and so forth. And I think um, you know, when I suppose I just want to say that, you know, if you're a small business owner and all of this sounds over overwhelming, then please, it doesn't need to be. It really, really doesn't need to be. You can concentrate on what you do really well and leave all this stuff to the likes of us. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it doesn't mean that you don't have any say or that you're relinquishing control or anything like that. All it means is that you're being an effective business owner. You're choosing the bits and knowing your strengths. Yeah. And then seeking for support, not outsourcing everything so you never touch it again, but you're just seeking some support to help you with it. And I think that that's really important. Yeah, I think that that's a brilliant point, Ella. Absolutely brilliant. I think that it is important, though, when we're talking about campaigns, because we have mentioned earlier that getting caught up in the vanity metrics of how many follows, how many likes, all of that is not really conducive to our mental health or anything else within business. Because to be quite honest, those numbers can mean very little. You could have thousands of followers and not have any conversions. But when it does come to a campaign, and like we were saying earlier, I found the episode, it was episode number 83 with Caitlin Pyatt, where we were talking about marketing plans in general. But when you're running a campaign, particularly if it's to sell a particular product, service or offer, numbers are still an essential part of that. So how can we track the important numbers or what are the important numbers, you would say, when running a social media campaign that are relevant to determining the success of the campaign well I mean what what you're looking for is is conversions so you really you know you really because the thing is you know you can have post likes and reach and everything else but unless people have actually taken an action um, and this is the thing is that you know you need to put those calls to action into your campaign posts people can sit there they can look at this beautiful you know reel or you know funny reel or whatever on instagram they can read um you know look at a carousel post or they can read whatever it is but if you don't actually tell them what to do next you know it's you're you're kind of wasting your time to a certain extent on on if, if, if you're running a campaign you know if you want them to take action tell them what to do then you need to look at those actions that people have taken and seeing whether or not, you know, they are actually then taking the next step. Have they gone onto your email list? You know, looking at looking at your Google Analytics, you know, and seeing where which of your um where is it that uh, people have come from to then jump onto your onto your website and so forth. So to me, those are the 
analytics that that really matter. But you know, if you're not used to doing analytics for your social media, I mean, a lot of people do them for their website, but they sort of think, oh, I don't really know. Then you know, again, it's it's so straightforward to find them um, on Instagram and on um, Facebook. I mean, it's a lot easier now with Facebook um, Business Suite and so forth. But I, I would just say again, you know, if you if you if you're stuck with knowing how to really understand the insights and ones which matter, then again, reach out to somebody for an hour's support, and they can just run walk through it with you. Yeah, and that one hour could be invaluable. I've done that before, and that one hour of understanding what metrics to look at that are important to my business, because it's not always going to be the same for everyone, and where I want to focus my marketing attention. So where I'm going to track those numbers, it was really, really helpful so that I could see what was happening. And also it kind of, for me, it helped me detach a little bit from the content that I was creating. So I'm like, I can now identify what content is doing better, which means that I can do fewer posts, but more what my audience are looking for. And that was really, really valuable for both them and for me. So yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Ella's details will be in the show notes, just saying. Um, But just to say that, you know, this is the other thing to to, to remember about social media is that, you know, it's not, it's not about us. We love to think it's about us. Of course we do. I mean, you know, we are kind of innately selfish as human beings and we think, oh, I want to create this beautiful thing or I want to, you know, I want to do this particular type of content, but it's got to be what your audience is looking for. So if your audience is not, if you're not, you know, you can have, I I mean, let's talk about reels, for example. You know, everyone's going mad about reels on Instagram, but, you know, it's all very well getting like, you know, these thousands and thousands of views but are they actually converting to, um, you know, to people actually taking that, as I say, taking that net, next action, turning into a buyer, turning into a client, or even making an inquiry, even before we've got we've got to the buying point. Um, but I just I just think that you know we just to, just to be careful that we that you create content that your audience that resonates with your audience. It's about them. It's not about you. That's all I'm trying to do. Yeah. Or even it's about us, but it's not for us. Yes, that's better. It's for them. And that's something that can be quite... Writing that down. You can write that one down. You can have that one. Yeah. <laughs> but exactly. When it comes to conversions, it's really... It is the only metric. And when we're talking about conversions as well, I'm a firm believer that it's about the number of people that convert rather than the cash it's bringing in. Because one of my pet peeves at the moment is seeing, oh, I had a 50K launch. I had a 20K launch. But if their product that they're selling is like 10K, then that's like one person is converted from months of work. And that's not something that people actually sit there and think about. It's not like they've gone, oh, I had a 50K launch because 900 people signed up to my offer and it's helping them. It's just that number. And that number is a very short-term flash in the pan if it's one person. Yeah, yeah. If you're converting 50 people on a low cost offer, there's no reason why those 50 people wouldn't potentially go on to buy from you again. Like you've converted them and brought them through. So looking after them, you've already converted them to one of your offers. There's potential that they'll convert again in the future. That's much more beneficial than converting two people and claiming to have like thousands and thousands of pounds in the bank. It's the marshmallow test. Are you aware of the marshmallow test? Tell me about it. The marshmallow test is where, like take this all with a pinch of salt listeners, but I remember the 
basics of the test. The marshmallow test was you have the option of having one marshmallow now or you can wait and have two later. And it's meant to be around kind of that instant gratification. Um, I think they did it with kids rather than grown-ups because unless you're me, you're not as much of a fan of marshmallows. <laughs> but it's it's kind of the equivalent of are you going to put, are you going to take what's on offer now so you have that instant reward? So one marshmallow or one client or are you happy to wait and then have more or double the reward later? Yeah. And and, and I think the thing is, is that if, if, if you if you've got a high ticket offer um, and you say you've only actually made two sales, there's nowhere then for those people to go. That's it. You've given them you've given them your best. Whereas, as you say, if you've if you've if you've managed to convert um, a number of people who you can then take keep with you who are going to be continue on the journey with you the longer they are with you the more likely they are to talk about you elsewhere there's there's so many benefits to, to that and also the other thing I was going to say Tammy is that you don't necessarily you may find that your conversion isn't necessarily people who will eventually buy for, who, who are going to buy from you there and then but they may well buy the next time you open the doors to your yeah and so forth so that's true because it's not just the conversion into client it's conversion into the next step along the buyer's journey it's the next action so if you can convert 50 people from being only social media followers only in air quotes because they're still important but if you can convert them from only interacting with you on social media convert them over to your email list where you're having more intimate more personal more kind of in-depth conversations and the conversion rate statistically I believe is much higher from email list to buyer than it is from social media to buyer then you're moving them one step closer to working with you and taking 50 people one step closer in my opinion is much better than one person converting into a sale exactly 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 I think we're on the same page with that Tammy we are and I love this Brilliant conversation for a Friday morning. It's setting me up for the day. I'm happy. Given the fact that my afternoon is going to be planning my next quarter, I'm like, yes, this is what I needed. (laughs) Good. Okay, what else have we got on my list? So deciding on the right social platforms and the right parts of those platforms. So this is something that is becoming more and more prevalent now, I believe, in marketing. Because before... Like, I remember the days where it's like, okay, so are we going to do a print campaign or a digital campaign? And now it's kind of like, what aspect of digital are we going to include? Yeah, definitely. So much. So if you're talking to listeners who are maybe new in business or maybe haven't run a campaign as such before, it's been much more just kind of progressive sales rather than a, a launch or a campaign. How would you recommend in that planning phase they decide what aspects of digital marketing to use I think I mean for me um I mean I I, you know I do I do do a little bit of management and it's it really is about how much content there is because I think a lot of that is going to drive you you know how how you actually put your your um, social media content out there but sort of like if, if you are a business owner and you have got into the habit of taking lots of photographs or you ask for reviews from your um, customers or you, um, you've got a lot of user-generated content and so forth. So you've got, you know, you've got these sort of different um, places in which you can source 
your um, social media um, images and visuals and everything else. I think that will certainly be helpful because you know social media is it is very much a kind of visual way of um, marketing. You do need to have some visuals. I mean, it's just it doesn't work if it's if you have no. It, sadly, it doesn't unless you're going to be on LinkedIn. Or Clubhouse. You're good on Clubhouse. Or Clubhouse. Yeah, you're good on Clubhouse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You've got to have things to talk about on Clubhouse. But but yeah, you know, I think I think if you're if you primarily on Instagram we're talking about here, I know. Um, but even on Facebook, it is really difficult, you know, just to use just text only posts. You need to have something which is going to catch the, you know, the audience's attention, stop the scroll and everything else. And I mean, there are creative ways you can do that. I mean, I will tell you that I have got I have got a client who gives me very rarely gives me visual content, but I have managed to find a way to sort of tweak it, change it, repurpose it and do whatever. And you can do that with wonderful apps, obviously, graphic design apps, um, you know, to do that. Um, but I would definitely say um, look at look at what you've got in terms of because you, you can't pluck social media content from out of the air. It's got, it's got to be, you know, it's got to be, it's got to be something that's going to keep people coming back and going, oh, yeah, that's interesting. Or, or you know, it's, it's got to be. Now, here's the thing to me about social media. Your, your content should be either informative, educational, entertaining, or just, you know, interesting in some kind of way. But it's got to have, and, and you'll hear that, that description from all different um in, it's said in different ways by different people but essentially what they're saying is is that know what your messaging is when you're putting a social post out there it's not just enough just to say oh hello here we are you know it's got to have a purpose behind it know what the purpose is so if you have got lots of images video quotes user generated content from your clients um reviews testimonials you've got stuff there on which to the foundations to build your social media presence and then i think that's then what makes it a lot easier then you don't have so much of that kind of oh god what am i going to post and also social media calendars of which there are 10 a penny out on um social you know you just need to go and look on instagram at social media managers who are saying here's 30 ideas for what to post in october go and use those so if you've got those and you've got your images video user generated content you've got the good foundations there to start a social media your social media presence to me yeah i agree i also recommend if you are a little bit down the road of your social media so i would say maybe six months or so or you know whatever you feel is like a consistent amount that you're happy with the posts that you've been doing have a look back at your three best performing posts and find two other ways to talk about each of those posts pick your three favorite posts because we need to enjoy the content that we're sharing and find another way of talking about those and then three new posts, so testimonials, questions that you've been asked is always a good one. I literally, I'm terrible because I need to be more organized. My poor VA, bless her, she's absolutely wonderful at helping me, kind of encouraging me to collect everything in one space. But I have notes on my phone and post-it notes and everything when either I have shared something that just seems to have appeared out of the ether and I'm like, that's really good advice. <laughs> 
or <laughs> someone's asked me a question and it's happened a couple of times over a, over in the space of a week or whatever it is I'll jot that question down along with some key points to answer and if you get asked one question and you've got two different ways of answering it that's two different social media posts that you've got that are helpful informative exactly exactly so you've got one point as you're saying that you can make that you've got but you can put it out in different in different ways but the thing is like for example people say oh I've got to do reels yeah but I mean reels are really difficult if you don't create video if you don't take video and you don't take it in the right format that's the other thing um you know because you you can't have a kind of distorted video that's shot from a distance and everything else you know the best reels work when the face you know the person's in in view within you know they're in the they're in the the, 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 the whole of them was within the screen or their faces within the screen not at a distance you, you know or, or if you're if you if you're not going to put your face on it then and and your somebody who's got a creative sort of business you've got to still get your camera set up so that you can be doing the process creating whatever it is I mean I've got a a lovely friend who makes soaps she makes lovely videos of her creating the handmade soaps mixing the ingredients and things like that but you've got to have got that content already um there in order to create reels so if it's too if that is too much if that's too much for you to do as a business a busy business owner then maybe reels aren't something that you're going to consider that's what I'm just trying to say yeah no I absolutely agree and I think that sometimes it's just a case of okay so I mean, I haven't done any reels yet. The one time that I went to do it, it was such a faff and such a hassle. And I've done lots of video production in my past. And I was just like, I cannot be asked. It's just, it's too draining. Like in the space that it's taken me to try and work out how to do one reel, I'm just like, you know what? This is not for me at this time. I don't ever say it's not for me ever. It's not for me at this time. But what can I do instead? If I want to use video content, but reels feels like it's too complex, Okay, well, I can record on stories and me talking to my stories for a minute, it's going to move me forward and get used to talking on camera and real um, stories are only up for 24 hours. Like you have zero things to worry about after those 24 hours, they've disappeared, but you've done it. Yeah. And then maybe the next stage is an Instagram live because you don't have to faff around with editing for Instagram lives. It's just live and it's done. And it's building up the confidence by taking those little steps rather than going, oh my goodness, everyone's doing reels. I have to do reels. Everyone's saying I have to do reels. And then just stressing over it and not creating the content. Because if you're anything like me, it would just be like, fine, it's done. I've managed to create a reel. It's a piece of shit, but it's there. I'm still going to put it out because I've put all the effort into it. And that doesn't help anyone. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, but, 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 you know, you, you, I think it's just the thing. I mean, if, if you've done it, you've, you've done it. And, you know, the first experience was, wasn't that good. It'll always be the worst. <laughs> so, you know, so I, I just think, uh, you know, there, there's so many different things that you can do with your, your social. You can leave it up. You may well find that people go, oh, that's really good that you've tried that. I mean, you may actually find that you've inspired somebody just from the fact that you made the one, really, even if you thought it was crap, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think it's more just we get so hung up in our own heads about, okay, one, we get hung up with how much time that we have, because if you're anything like me, you're an eternal time optimist and you're like, I can fit in 16 hours worth of work in three. Why not? So that's kind of one thing that we need to manage when it comes to campaigns is, 
work out what your minimum is that is going to be moving it forward. And then the second one is you need to do what you're comfortable with or something you're happy to be challenged by. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, 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 And I mean, those... Those two, those are two nuggets that you've just given there, Tammy. Honestly, I mean, if, if you know, if you could repeat that again and again and again to people who who say to me, "Oh, Ella, I really need help with my social media," and I think, well, okay, <laughs> big question. Go and listen to this podcast episode. <laughs> Find this time zap and just run it on repeat. <laughs> You know, I mean, this is the thing is that, I mean, I, I, I um, no, I appreciate, I really understand where these, these people are coming from when they say, I, you know, I don't know where to start or what to do, because, you know, I was in exactly the same position myself over, you know, sort of like three, four years ago, it was a mystery all to me. Um, but now, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying that I know everything by any means. I don't know everything, but I feel like I know enough to be able to support the kind of businesses um, and entrepreneurs who I who I work with. Um, so you know, and I, and I think that's all that that's all we ever need in life, isn't it? Is to know enough. Yeah, absolutely. But this does bring me on to the next point, which I find quite interesting because I I know what I should be doing with my socials. I know what I enjoy doing for my socials, and I know the benefits and appreciate how much it can contribute to the success of my business. But ah, big old but. <laughs> Social media fatigue and just generally feeling overwhelmed by a lot of the content that's out there or the prospect of having to create more and more content, it gets overwhelming and it slides down my list to do, even though I know the benefits, even though I know what to post and even though I know that it would be beneficial, it's kind of on the verge of self-sabotage, but not really. So when you're talking about campaigns and maybe we got halfway through a campaign and I'm like, I am wiped. I am burnt out. I don't think I can talk about this anymore. What could you suggest in that situation? I mean, hindsight is usually a wonderful thing at this point where you're like, well, you should have planned better. But (laughs) if you hit that point of social media fatigue and you're still like, I still need to keep on going, but I don't know how, what kind of advice would you recommend? Certainly say you can call on your friends. Definitely. It, It could be that the, 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 the wall that you've hit is just a small one and you just need a bit of a pep talk to get you over it, you know. But then, you know, if you, if you do know other people, and this is the whole thing that goes back to what we were saying an hour ago about community. If you do know people who you could say, well, you know, I'm, I'm stuck on this. I need these graphics done. Um, or I, I, I just don't, I, you know, I, I, I don't feel like I've got the words in my head. You know, could you write some some copy for me? <laughs> We know that's a familiar thing, don't we? I know that one. I talk a lot, but sometimes I just cannot find what to say. Exactly. So I just think that 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 could be really helpful. As you said earlier, Tammy, um, if you if you know that you're likely to be somebody who this could happen to, that you're going to run out of steam, you know, that you're going to get tired or I mean, this is why a lot of dare I say it, women who are parents, who are mums, they know that sort of over the summer holidays, they're not going to get much stuff done because they inevitably end up with doing the childcare during that big holiday. So they know their campaigns, their social media is going to come to a bit of a halt over August. But if you are somebody who knows that those things are on the horizon, then when you have got the energy level, then as you say, batch, do batch content, you know, or have a, a, a you know, have a, 
have a, a library, have um, a somewhere where you've got, you know, something, uh, you know, you've got your content already stored and you can always repurpose stuff. This is the thing. I mean, I think this is the thing. I think we, we think we've, everything's always got to be original. It doesn't. It doesn't have to be. And I think, you know, one of the things I've been really heartened by over the last few um, months is people saying on every platform, just repurpose it. You know, if you, if you shared it six months ago, what does it matter? No one's going to remember it. <laughs> or it'll be seen by a new audience. Um, so I'd say, yeah, definitely, you know, reach out to your friends and associates and, 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 and ask for help. Batch stuff repurpose stuff um and hopefully that will you know see you through and keep the end goal in mind you know remember why it is that you're doing it um because you know a campaign will come to an end (laughs) it will (laughs) one way or another no it will Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I think, you know, I, I fully understand about the, the, the overwhelm of, of, of social media and how you know, we do we do need to have breaks for it. Some of us need longer breaks than others. Some people will take a whole sort of week off, a month off, whatever. Um, and, and, you know, your audience will still be there. They will still still be there. The, the most loyal people, and that's the same thing in everything in life, isn't it? The most loyal people will still be there. Those people who've moved on, they've moved on, and don't worry about them. So yeah, I think that that's that's a wonderful reminder to have. Is that there will always be people who are still there through the relationships, the connections, and the and the engagement that you've done. There will be people who still remain there, and people are very forgiving because they understand and have probably experienced social media fatigue of some respect so yeah I think that when it comes to planning your campaign have a plan for what happens if the fatigue sets in so that you can still deliver a consistent experience for the people who are in your in your campaign feed whether that's you doing it whether that's you calling on your friends to help whether that's you having pre-planned and batched your content before like try and prioritize their consistent experience knowing that your emotions will not be consistent throughout the duration of the campaign like take that as a given plan for that and then it should hopefully make it easier for both you and them throughout and then hopefully it'll be more successful as well it will resolve to more conversions because you are showing up consistently no matter what and and that kind of builds trust doesn't it I mean at the end of the day consistency is showing up and saying hey you can trust me to always be here exactly exactly and I mean we haven't talked at all about this um, but I mean if you've if you've you've put some you know money behind sort of sponsored ads and so forth then you know that's those promotions will still be going on even when even when you know, even if you're not posting um organically so so i mean i just i wanted to add that in i mean that's not necessarily an area of expertise for me but um but i know obviously that um if you're if you're running a a campaign then you may well likely have some kind of ad, ad spend in within the campaign as well Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there are so many different things that we could touch on when it comes to the ins and outs of running the campaign, because options such as going live in other people's communities, podcasting, obviously very close to my heart, but also doing like shared collaborations, being a part of summits, like different ways that you can promote your event or or program or whatever it is that your campaign is for. There are so many different ways that you can get people involved. And then that doesn't 
doesn't even start to touch on more of like the unusual marketing campaigns and kind of guerrilla marketing tactics and raising awareness in ways that people wouldn't usually expect. Print campaigns is another way that you could do. You could actually send physical stuff on paper. My goodness, out to people. So there are so many different ways that you could bring in fun new approaches to your campaign but when it comes to social media I think it is that planning to be inconsistent by being consistent focusing on the engagement like you were saying Ella definitely focusing on the engagement side of things and measuring the conversions as opposed to the vanity metrics I think that those would kind of be like my big three definitely definitely yeah yeah no that sounds um so let's just go forth and create wonderful <laughs> summit and wonderful campaigns now, um, Tammy. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So let's wrap it up there for now and then we'll hear what you guys listening are saying and maybe we could do another follow-up to this in a bit more detail in the future. From everything that we've discussed today and everything from your experience with your clients, what would be the one key piece of advice that you'd share with the listeners for them to take action on? I would definitely say build your community. You know, be if, 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 if you've if you've got a, if you've got a community there already established on your social media um, you've you've done everything that we've that we've talked about on here in terms of really showing um, how you help, what your what your value is to, to 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 the people who are following you. They're they're interested, they're engaged, they're loyal, they're chatting to each other. It will make your campaign then really zing a lot more because they'll 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 be they'll be excited with you your community will be excited with you and they will share it they will share the hashtag they will tell people about it they will even go on their own social media and create posts about your offer this is the thing so so i would i would definitely say involve your build your community build that ecosystem and uh, then um really you've got a really good foundation there on which to start building your campaign. Brilliant. Yeah, I absolutely love that. I think community first is definitely the way that marketing's heading and I am so happy about that. Definitely. (laughs) Perfect. So thank you so much for joining me today, Ella. Where can the listeners find more of you? Um, Well, my, my actual business is called Much More Social. So if you put much more social in on on Google, you'll find you'll find me. That's my website. I'm at much more social on Instagram and on Twitter. Uh, and um, if you if, if you're a LinkedIner, which I am um, also as well, then come and find me on, on L, as Ella or or Facebook Ella or much more social. That's it, really. So all of the links will be in the show notes, so the listeners can come and find you and, and see more about what you do and what you share, which would be wonderful. So this has been such an insightful conversation thank you so much not at all I've really enjoyed it thank you very much for having me Tammy awesome and listeners be sure to come back here on Thursday when Ella will be sharing her business journey so far in her brand story episode and until then I would love to know how you feel about social media how you feel about social media campaigns if this has brought any new insights or ways that you hadn't thought about approaching your social media marketing before so come and have that conversation with us on our community on Instagram at the Brand Lounge podcast. And as always, all the links are in the show notes and I will see you in the Brand Lounge.